Let's welcome our next guest, J.B. Hickson. J.B. Hey, James. Thanks so much for having me on. Wow, what a powerful uh, first segment there with uh, Angela and Mary. Uh, we, we talk a lot about the child sex trafficking in volume two of our books, uh, uh, call it The Spirit of Perversion. And in fact, uh, we, we mention uh, Kathy O'Brien in there, and I cite her book, uh, Transformation of America. So really have a kindred spirit with those uh, two ladies. Appreciate all they're doing to uh, kind of wake people up to that to very sad reality and, and sad sign of the times. Yeah, but it's, it's been going for what, 6,000 years, has it not? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the premise of our of our series there, uh, just to give you a little background, you know, I've I've been in ministry 35 years. We started Not By Works Ministries in 1999. I was in academics at the time, teaching full time at the baccalaureate and graduate levels for about 12 years. And uh, at, at one point in my journey, I was having lunch with a very dear friend of mine, a fellow professor, a man that I respect greatly, one of the smartest guys I know. And and he started explaining some things to me that I'd never thought about before, awakening me to some realities that I'd never considered. And it just kind of started me down a rabbit hole that's been going on now for 17 years or so. And it culminated. Uh, I, I, I wrote a book years ago, uh, kind of first explaining a little bit about what uh, we call the Luciferian uh, conspiracy. That's what they call themselves. That's uh, the biblical term for it. But really, you know, I was just beginning to, to research it at that time. And now 16 years later, 17 years later, we came out with Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1 and 2. And essentially what it does is it takes all of the lies that we've been told in, in a variety of uh, uh, subjects, uh, you know, histor historical lies, uh, lies in terms of education and uh, big pharma and things like that. And it ties them all together from a biblical worldview. You know, I'm a biblicist first and foremost. I, I believe the Bible is the standard for our beliefs, attitudes, and practices. And uh, these days, ever since uh, the 2020 uh, stolen election and the, the pre-planned uh, pandemic, uh, a lot of people are waking up to the reality that things are not as they appear. Uh, but very few people are really connecting the dots uh, through the lens of Scripture. And that's what we've tried to do in these uh these two volumes. And so uh, I encourage folks to, to go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and they can see the table of contents in each book, read the entire preface for each book. And I tell you what, it covers uh, the gamut of, of subjects related to the great conspiracy. Very interesting. How did you come about the name of your ministry, notbyworks.org? Yeah, so Titus 3.5 is the theme verse for our ministry, and that's uh, where the Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we've done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. And so our core value is the clarity, accuracy, and urgency of the gospel. And even though Bible prophecy has become kind of our driving theme the last 15 years or so, undergirding it all is our passion for the gospel, namely that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died and rose again to pay your personal penalty for sin. And only by placing your faith in him and him alone can anyone hope to be forgiven of their sin and have eternal life. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, are we in the end times? It feels like uh, a revelation is on its way. I mean, a great unveiling of the truth. Yeah, it sure does. In fact, uh, really, the, the name of the books comes from 1 John 4, 3, where the Apostle John tells us that yeah, even though one Antichrist, capital A, is coming in the end times, even now many Antichrists, little a, have 
already come. And he goes on to say in chapter four that the spirit of that future Antichrist is already at work in the world today. And so I, uh, I set out to, to demonstrate whether or not the characteristics of the future Antichrist, which the Bible has a lot to say about him. We, we get a lot of data given to us in God's word about the future tyrannical satanic leader that will rule the world for seven years just prior to Christ's return. Uh, we see a lot about him in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So I, I, I sat down to, to write all about all the characteristics of him, categorize them. And then I said, if the Bible says that spirit is already at work, then it follows logically to me that the closer we get to the end times, the more of an upsurge we will see in each of those characteristics. So the books uh, deal with seven spirits of the Antichrist, uh, things like the spirit of perversion, the spirit of power, the spirit of deception. Uh, we deal with, uh, you know, just about every subject uh, you can imagine uh, that relates to the the grand conspiracy. In chapter, in volume two, we talk about fake elections. You know, uh, James, I was talking about rigged elections and dominion 15 years ago. And, um, uh, a lot of people, thankfully, are now waking up to that reality. But honestly, ever since we went to digital vote tabulation machines, uh, it was game over. I mean, uh, you know, an 18-year-old whiz kid sitting at a computer terminal in Cleveland can change the entire outcome of an election in Michigan or Minnesota with a few keystrokes. Um, and clearly, that's what we've seen uh, happen. So, uh, you know, we talk about vaccines and big pharma. We talk about the Hegelian dialectic, fake news and censorship with Operation Mockingbird. Uh, we get into just the whole, you know, CFR, Bilderberg, Bohemian Grove, um, global surveillance, the, the control grid that's being rolled out. Uh, we get into some of yep. the, the paranormal and phenomenalistic type stuff that's on the rise as Satan seeks to take over this world. Well, you know what I call the CDC? I call it the COVID death cult, what I call them. Because that's, <laughs> no that's doubt. Really what they are at the end of the day. A death cult, yep. no question about it. Um, yeah. So basically, it sounds like your two volumes here answer a lot of questions. People are asking today, how did we get here? I mean, most people have, have been hoodwinked, brainwashed, misdirected, gaslit, whatever it is, and they're waking up to everything you've just mentioned, right? And, and a lot of stuff is now being leaked that we've never seen before. And I, fi I find all of this interesting on the timing of these leaks, but I, I guess there is a military white hat alliance and they're using different elements in the media to leak certain stories. And I've been covering 9-11 for 20, 21 years. I'm a New Yorker. I, I witnessed the, the event and I'm like, I've never seen this or this. And it's all coming together. So I, I think they're putting out a lot of uh, drips and drabs and different red pills at certain times. And even JFK information is starting to leak out now a little bit at a time. So it's all like yeah. coming together, converging. At what point? What point? What? What is this? Is this going to wake up the entire world? Wake up ninety percent of the humanity to what's been going on? Well, I wish I could say I was I was that optimistic. Unfortunately, uh, the Bible says deception is getting worse and worse. Second uh, Timothy three thirteen. That means it's easier to deceive people today than it ever has been. So I think we're seeing a kind of a growing divide. There are a number of people waking up. And the Bible clearly talks about how Christians need to not be asleep, 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, but be awake. Uh, but yet at the same time, as we saw with uh, the uh, you know, gene-altering bioinjections, the death shot, as you call it, 70% uh, you know, of the world took that at least one shot. And so uh, yep. it, it never ceases to amaze me how easily it is, easy it is to 
deceive people. But I think what we're seeing happen, and this is why it's you know a sign of the times. Uh, remember, Jesus rebuked the first century Jewish leaders for their failure to recognize who he was in their midst. He said, you can recognize the weather by looking at the clouds, but you can't discern the signs of the times. And I believe 2,000 years later, many Christians are making the same mistake. But uh, as you say, if we look at you know all of the signs around us, it seems clear to me that we are on the cusp of of, of some major prophetic uh, events. The question is, how many Christians will wake up to the reality of what's happening, and and how many will be swept swept away in this great tide of deception? It is it is the grand deception. There's no question about what's going on. And then, unfortunately. This mRNA technology platform that's been mislabeled a vaccine, apparently it attacks the, the pineal gland, right? And it, it does gene deletion, apparently, from other doctors I know, of certain genes that, that basically eliminate critical thinking or, you know, the, the pineal gland being God's antenna. Have you done any research on that and what these bioweapons done for the last couple of years to a lot of people? Have, have they kind of zombified yeah. them? No, absolutely. Yeah. The biggest chapter in volume one of Spirit of the Antichrist is chapter nine, which is on big pharma and vaccines. It's over 50 pages. And by the way, uh, there are 38 chapters of citations, uh, 38 pages of citations in volume one and 66 in volume two. So over 100 pages of bibliographic citations. So folks can do their own research. You know, I there's a lot of material in there. I'm certainly not infallible. I don't expect people to believe everything just because I said it. But, you know, I've been doing research for many, many years. This is my 11th and 12th books. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I believe that people ought to have access to uh, the resources to be able to come to their own conclusion. But yeah, chapter nine, I, I deal with uh, multiple smoking guns. I think it's 12 or 16 different smoking gun evidences that this uh, pandemic was pre-planned for 22 years. It was rolled out right on schedule. It was a key yep. uh, you know, cog in the wheel of the Luciferians. Uh, and by the way, to clarify the big picture here, we believe the Bible teaches that there is a Luciferian conspiracy. Well, what's a conspiracy? A conspiracy is just two or more people working together for some evil purpose. So the, the Luciferian conspiracy is the greatest conspiracy of all. It's Satan, his demons, and human accomplices, those three groups, working uh, hand in puppet to try to overcome God, uh, usher in a one-world system that is led by the Antichrist, whom Satan will indwell, and uh, you know bring about a one world religious, economic, and political uh, system. So uh, that's the conspiracy. And it's complex. It's multi-layered. It's by no means monolithic. You know, Satan himself is not omniscient or omnipotent or omnipresent. So you see a lot of yep. you know, confusing things in the midst there. But we try to connect all the dots in these books and, and give people, uh, you know, a framework to say, okay, I get it. I, I see why these things have happened. And, um, you know, it, going back to America in particular, America is the one thing standing in the way right now of the, the globalists ushering in this one world system. So they have been telegraphing and talking about in their own writings. I have a chapter in volume two called the Luciferian timetable where they spell out and have been doing so for the last hundred years, the 2020s. Uh, I mean, think about that a hundred years ago in the 1930s, yeah. let's say, uh, they were telegraphing uh, that they were targeting the 2020s as the end game for this new world order. And so here we are. We're right in the midst of it. Uh, uh, they're, you know, pulling out all the stops. Um, you know, as you say, there seems to be an awakening 
But I think there's also an urgency on the part of the Luciferian globalists because they know their time is short. They, they're not sure how much longer they can hang on. They may not get another chance. You know, Klaus Schwab is over 80 years old, and he thinks he's so close to the, to the end game here that he can taste it. And he, he sure wants to get into the one world system prior to his death. And so uh, I think these are exciting times, and yet they're also very, very uh, urgent times. Urgent and dangerous, no question about that going on. All right, a general question. This is really for the audience. Does the Bible call out that the Antichrist is an individual, or does the, body, uh, does the Bible call out the Antichrist is a beast kind of system? What are your thoughts personally, and what does yeah. the Bible say? Yeah, so I, again, I, I take the Bible in its literal, grammatical, historical understanding, the way words are intended to mean in its plain, normal sense. And uh, without question, the Antichrist is a human being, a future man. Uh, the Apostle Paul calls him the man of sin. Uh, Daniel refers to him as uh, the you know the future man of sin. And uh, you know, Paul calls him the son of perdition. In the book of Revelation, he's referred to as the beast. There's actually two beasts in Revelation, the, the Antichrist and then the false prophet, which is kind of his his sidekick, if you will. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he's absolutely a man. Second uh, Thessalonians 2 tells us he's going to be indwelt by Satan himself. And uh, Satan will essentially uh, try to accomplish everything he's been seeking to accomplish since he staged that failed coup in heaven and got kicked out with a third of the angels. And ever since then, he set his sights on earth and he's especially setting his sights on God's highest pinnacle of creation, mankind, which was made in the image of God. And he hates human beings. Jesus said that Satan is a murderer from the beginning. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus told us. So he's trying to kill. And he wants to recreate man in his, Satan's image, instead of God's image. And that's what transhumanism and AI and all of those things are about. We have three chapters on that in, uh, in volume two. We're going to come back and talk about that. I find it very interesting. We're going to take our last commercial break. We'll be right back with J.B. Hickson, a word from our sponsor. Let's talk about uh, transhumanism because that, that has been talked about a long time ago in different science fiction books and movies and things of that nature. And here we are, right? We had the uh, Crow Harlem Brutland's uh, Our Common Future Report, 1987, followed in 1992 by Agenda 21, which became Agenda 2030. We had the Great Resetters. We have Reset the Table with the Rockefellers. We've had 25 years of nonstop predictive programming, whether it's in the Olympics, whether it's Hollywood, of this world we're going to in which we humans are, are dumb and worthless and this incredible ai system is going to save humanity or something bizarre like that here we are what does the bible talk about something along the lines of either deception or artificial intelligence or does it not talk about it oh it absolutely talks about it uh you know transhumanism goes all the way back to that uh you know leading uh uh, eugenicist Julian Huxley and the Huxley clan. He's considered the father of transhumanism. Uh, he popularized the term in 1957 in a uh, uh, 
paper that he wrote, an academic paper called Transhumanism. Uh, of course, uh, Julian Huxley is the brother of Aldous Huxley, who wrote A Brave New World. Our folks may, many folks may know that. Uh, but Julian was also the first director general of the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, which is a leading Luciferian uh, think tank. Uh, and so, you know, he basically writes in his uh, paper, quote, the human species can, if it wishes, transcend itself, not just sporadically, an individual here in one way, another individual there in another way, but in its entirety as humanity. So they have been working very fast and furiously to try to come up with, um, you know, a new creation, if you will. And, you know, the one frontier that Satan will never be able to conquer, uh, you know, he's conquered uh, gender or at least marginalized and attacked gender and marriage and family and language even uh, with deconstructionism. But the one frontier he'll never be able to conquer is uh, life because only God, the eternal creator of the universe, can speak things into existence and create the world ex nihilo, that's Latin for out of nothing. So, you know, these transhumanists uh, think they're creating life, but, you know, I, I, I wish I could uh, talk to, uh, you know, you all know a Harari or Elon Musk or uh, some of these other transhumanists like uh, Klaus Schwab. And, and I would say, look, you know, let me take away your lab coats and your laboratory and your Bunsen burners and your computers. And let me take away all of the equipment that you're working with. And then let's see how far you get in your attempts to create life. Because if you start with nothing, you can't do it. Only God can do it. So, yeah, AI, artificial intelligence is sort of the digital side. But what we're seeing is a biodigital convergence, as I talk about in the books, where they're using, you know, DNA. They're they're you know messing with the, the human genome. Uh, that's what CRISPR technology is is all about. Uh, that's what I believe yep. this death shot was all about. Um, and and by the way, I mean the numbers are for those who take the time to look are utterly astounding in terms of the deaths and adverse effects of uh, the death shot globally. Uh, and yet, you know, of course, the mainstream media is quiet as a church mouse on all of that. But uh, and, and that won't be their last attempt. You know, they're they were trying to accomplish multiple uh, things with that. I, I just got back not long ago from Orlando, where I spoke at the Orlando Prophecy Summit with a number of other prophecy experts. And my topic was entitled Bloodlust, the Luciferian Depopulation Agenda. And uh, that was one of their goals with that a death shot was depopulation. It wasn't the only goal. Uh, it was experimental. Yep. Uh, remember, you've all know Harari famously said, you know, uh, God is basically God's already dead. It's just taking a while to bury the body. And we don't need Christianity to create God because, you know, we two guys in lab coats can do that in a laboratory. And he's also the one who said that uh, most of humanity is unnecessary. We don't need them. Uh, all we need are a few people left to serve as, you know, data collection. In other words, lab rats. Uh, but the rest of us uh, are useless. Where have we heard that before? Well, it's the age-old, uh, you know, communist and you know, Luciferian tech, you know, language of useless eaters. You know, going back to Stalin. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, transhumanism is it's here. I mean, it's already here. We're seeing all this with you know, chat GPT and the other large language model, uh, you know, AI based systems, both in terms of imagery, videos, voice technology and written documents. And it's very quickly and by very quickly, I mean, uh, you know, probably within the next few months to a year, we will be at a place where we've crossed over and we won't be able to differentiate between reality and virtual reality.
Yeah, deep fakes uh, were a concern a couple of years ago, and the technology is even farther ahead. And I've done a lot of reporting on the Ukraine-Russia war, as an example, and I discovered lots of videos of actual people on the ground in Ukraine versus what mainstream media showed. And you see them side by side. It looks like a green screen war, right? This building is destroyed in the green screen. In reality, it's still standing a week later. And it was a lot of that. So talk about the great deception. The mainstream media is actually partaking in that. And it's it's incredible that they've gone that far overboard, that they're, they're oh, creating yeah. fake imagery to, to claim a certain narrative. And it's all false. Yeah. And James, that's nothing new. And I know you know this, but, you know, you go back to Operation Mockingbird, which was exposed in the church committee hearings. And, you know, the Luciferians that are really pulling the strings of power behind American politics have been using the media uh, to advance their false narratives for decades. I mean, 70, 80, 90 years. And uh, I can remember back in the first Gulf War, and there have been many examples of this, by the way, but this is one that many people can probably relate to. But in the first Gulf War, CNN was caught, uh, you know, in a major lie when they had reporters that were allegedly reporting from the battlefield. I mean, they had uh, helmets on and they, there was smoke in the background and bombs going off. And, and come to find out they were on the roof of the CNN building in, in Atlanta and they were using a green screen. And when they were caught, CNN said, well, you know, it's true. We, we, they really weren't there, but honestly, we were just trying to protect our agents and everything. I mean, our reporters and everything we reported was true. We were just recreating it in a studio. Well, of course, since then, we've seen the same thing happen with uh, weather reporters. And, you know, we saw it with a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, mass shootings at schools. I won't mention any names because I don't, I've already been canceled from YouTube two years ago. So, but, yeah. uh, and, and you tend to get sued. We found out if you say certain things, but, you know, there've been plenty of examples where what you're seeing on the television is completely fabricated. And James, it's even worse now because with AI, in parts of the world, other countries, they're already rolling out completely AI created newscasters. So not only is the scenery behind them fake, but the actual person doing the reporting is not even a person. It just looks like a person. So uh, it's, it's uh, these Satan is the great imposter, the great imitator, and he's the great deceiver. Uh, and that's what he's doing even more and more. We got about three minutes left. I want to bring you on in, the, in a few weeks, if you're available, to talk about the Luciferian bloodlust depopulation, because that is a story yeah. that I really gravitate towards. So I'd like to do that. But before we close out, I want to talk, let's bring on the image three and four of your two books and talk a little bit about them. Yeah, so uh, this is really an interesting story. Again, I've been going down this rabbit hole for uh, 16 years now, uh, and, and and when I say going down the rabbit hole, I mean extensive, you know, boots on the ground research. We've been in all 50 states multiple times. We've been to just about every key geographic location that relates to anything that touches on the grand conspiracy. And so I set out to uh, you know to write this book. Uh, it became clear pretty quickly into it that it was going to need to be two volumes. Uh, and so it's, uh, you know, Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1 and Volume 2. 
you know, exposing this new world order agenda. And folks can go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and they can kind of read the, the, the chapter titles and the subsections. So you'll kind of get an idea of everything that we talk about in there. And uh, you can also purchase the book there. It's also on Amazon, but, you know, we kind of feel like Jeff Bezos has enough money, so we'd rather not give any of it to Amazon. And if, you, uh, if you're interested, you think it's something that uh, might uh, be of interest to you, you can uh, purchase it right there at spiritoftheantichrist.org. Yeah, just to want to encourage folks that uh, what we need now is believers to be awake. You're awakening them to so many things, but let's not forget that ultimately it's a spiritual battle, and we want folks to continue to trust in God. As uh, somebody was mentioning earlier, I think Mary was mentioning about Angela, just her deep faith and her ability to walk by faith. Uh, that's what it comes down to. So keep trusting the Lord. Uh, we know how this all ends. Yeah, thank you, JB. We'll see you shortly in the near future. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Sheila Holm as a guest. So we're going to dive into the three lunar eclipses in the last six years. And what does that all mean biblically and in our modern day lives? See you tomorrow night. James Grevin signing off from Unrestricted Truths. Have a good one, everybody.